tonight. That would be super helpful. Um, but that's going to go to everybody in our uh, database. Okay? And that's that. Justin Garden, would you come on up here? Justin Garden is our youth director. He oversees our youth ministry with teenagers, our young adult ministry. Uh, he also leads one of our prayer groups, and obviously he's just a great person to have in our community. He's been a blessing to many of us, and um, he's got a word for us, and I want to pray. See all these folks? Folks online that you can't see, Justin, I'm going to pray that your message just uh, moves us wherever we're at closer to Jesus. So, Lord, I pray that. I pray that for today. I pray that uh, whether somebody's here and doesn't know you, doesn't have a relationship with you, maybe knows about you, I pray that they would move closer to you. Those who do claim to know you, who've trusted in you and your sacrifice, um, Lord, there is always room for us to draw closer to you, to know you more. You're, you're a never-ending well that we get to drink from, and, and may we uh, decide today as we begin the new year to drink from that well more than we drink from everything else. Pray for Justin. Pray for his words to pierce our hearts by the power of your spirit. In your name, amen. Hi, brother. Oh, here you go. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This thing is new for me, so I'm going to get used to it as we're going this morning. Um, but I'm very happy to be here this morning. I, I feel like most people have a nervousness of talking in front of people. Uh, but as I was thinking about today and preparing for today, I know most of you, if not all of you. Um, I've, I've lived life with you, watching the... the uh, pictures up on the screen earlier is just each time I watch it, just emotional. Good things have happened this year. Difficult things have happened this past year. Um, my, my wife and I, we've been walking through for the last few years infertility, and you guys have been praying for us, and, and we're going to be welcoming in another son to our house in just a few weeks, and it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to be family together um, and to live life together, and in the midst of all of it, God is there with us. And he has been so faithful, always faithful, always faithful. So before we get going this morning, I have a few questions, and I'm going to need your participation, all right? Has anybody here experienced depression in varying degrees, anybody, this past year? Okay. How about anxiety, worry, discomfort? Fear. Anybody burnout? A little bit of burnout? Okay. Okay. If you can relate to any of, you, any of these things that I'm sharing this morning, well then, you're just like me. This past year, it's been really tough. I shared with you just a moment ago one of the things that my family and I, have, we've been navigating through. Um, oftentimes, I've been really overwhelmed uh, this past year. Uh, tired. Uh, getting up in the morning is sometimes difficult, exhausted, uh, just bombarded by responsibility and tasks and relationships, and the list goes on and on. And here's what I tell myself as a Christian. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Why am I feeling like this? 
Why do I still, still feel tired and, and stressed, worried and anxious, overwhelmed at times, burnt out? I'm filled with power from on high. Why am I feeling this way? It doesn't make sense. Maybe you too, as, as you participated just a moment ago in, in sharing that you too have been anxious and over, maybe you've been overwhelmed by the complexity of life, weighed down by the day-to-day -day responsibilities. Well, this message today is for you. I've, I've titled it, Why I Get So Anxious, okay? Why I Get So Anxious. So before we get into the rest of the message today, I know that we have some kiddos in here today. So kids, I want you to pay attention, all right? I'm going to need your help at a few different points today. I got some pictures on the screen. It is appropriate, mom and dad, for them to yell out the answer. That's what I'm looking for. All right. So, what's this? What is it? A house phone? It's a cell phone, right? Yeah, it kind of looks like an iPhone. That's right. It is a phone. We all know what this is. Most of us know what this is. Most of us have one. We know someone with one. We've played with one. Phones are awesome. Usually when you get a phone, it comes in a box, it's not on, and, and if you're like me, I, I watch the phone person take the little film off. I'm like, don't do that. I don't want your fingers all over the screen. I get a little OCD. Some people have felt that way too. Um, but it has no power yet until it's turned on. Much like when we come to faith in Jesus, there's no power flowing through, okay? And then there's power that comes into us, like when the phone turns on. But what happens next after the power comes on is there's a, a bunch of different things that phones can do. They could text people, they could call people, you could go on the internet and watch some cat videos and watch people falling down and chuckle a little bit. There's a lot of things you can do. If you could do the calculator, measurements, there's even a level on phones nowadays, which is really, really crazy. Mine didn't work the other day. I was trying to hang pictures and it, uh, I had to get the old school out. But something eventually happens. As much as the phones have this ability to do all these really cool things, kids, what eventually happens with a phone? That's right. There's no battery. It's not an infinite thing. It just doesn't continue on in that capacity. It dies. Okay? They fizzle out. They experience momentary death. All right? doesn't work. If you try to call someone, you try to text someone when the phone's dead, it's not going to work. If you try to use it as a level, it's not going to work. There's a limitation to the energy, okay? So then when you get to that point, kids, what do you do when it dies? You charge it. You plug it in, right, with a charger. Chargers, that's a whole nother story. That, really annoys me with all the changing of the chargers. Anybody get annoyed with the chargers? It has nothing to do with our message today, but it's just so annoying. You plug it in. It's so important. In order for the phone to function the way that it's supposed to function, to have power, it needs to be charged. So you plug it in. Jesus talks about this concept of being plugged into. In the Bible, he talks about this concept, okay? They didn't have phones then, kids. I hope you know that. They didn't have phones. But he does talk about this concept. Uh, we're going to take a look today at a passage found in John's Gospel. John's Gospel is one of my favorite Gospels, 
all the Gospels are good. John's one of my favorites. I be- he represents Jesus in such a way that I feel like I am up close to Jesus, in personal, in relationship with. He describes him in so many ways that is just awesome. So if you haven't had the opportunity to yet, really check out John's Gospel. So here in chapter 15, verses 4 through 6 is where we're going to be today. I'm just going to take a quick drink. It's weird. You heard me drink. John chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. Here we go. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, and neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. So Jesus here, he doesn't use the word, oh, I got a little pointer there. That's cool. Um, he doesn't use the word plugged in. He, he uses this idea of remaining. If you read other translations, you'll see the word abide. It's this concept of being connected to, continually, remaining in, not venturing off elsewhere, but remaining in the vine. So kids, we're going to go to some more pictures, all right? You with me? All right, here we go. What is that? All right, I got some more pictures coming. I want you to see if you can see the difference between the pictures. Okay? So here's a tree. It's a tree too. Did you see the difference? What's the difference? Nice and loud. That was great, Jonah. Yeah, yeah, some are alive and some are dead. Obviously, this tree on the right, it's green. We we could see life in it. Uh, Some trees, they have fruit, much like Jesus was talking about the vine. I know trees aren't vines, but they're similar. The concept is the same. The illustration still works. Trees that we know are healthy bear fruit. They have life. Their leaves are green. There's a lot of imagery that the Bible uses to talk about this, about trees and and the life in them. And, And the one on the left, by looking at it, we know that it's without life or that something is up. Something has gone wrong. So here's the point that I'm trying to make with the illustrations and and what I believe that Jesus is getting at. People that remain and abide in Jesus will be fruitful and ultimately have life that remains. People that remain and abide in Jesus will be fruitful and ultimately have life that remains. Uh, I got another one here, said another way. People that plug into Jesus more regularly 
will experience greater fruit and true life in the present moment. Okay? Again, this concept of being plugged in, remaining in Jesus for life. Seems simple enough, right? Makes sense. However, as I have observed in both the Bible and my own experience, the concept of remaining is a lot easier said. I can put some slides together to explain it. It's a lot easier said than an actual application and practice. Men and women of the Bible and myself included, the reality is, is we don't do a good job at remaining in Jesus. We don't do a good job. One of the primary things that makes it difficult for us to plug in and to remain in Jesus on a regular basis is the sad reality that we're plugging into other things instead of Jesus. We're choosing to remain and to continue in other things. Things, quite honestly, that, that don't give life, but they take it away. It steals our energy. As I stated earlier, that this season, it's, it's been really tough for me. Like, I, I want to stress that so much. It has, it has been a tough season for me. I'm not just saying that to catch you with me. It's been a tough season for me. It's been really hard for me to remain this past year in Jesus. I'm not talking about my belief in Jesus. I'm talking about my abidingness, my remainingness in him. It's been really tough. At best, my time with Jesus this past year it's been, uh, and what it's looked like for me to walk with him, to trust in him, and ultimately depend and rely on him, it's often at times felt lacking. Anybody else? Do you ever feel like your time with the Lord is lacking? I'm going to share some examples with you right here of what it's looked like for me to abide in other things. Self-effort is a big one for me. You know, the responsibilities, things happening, stuff that's call, you know, calling for my attention on a daily basis, self-effort and managing responsibilities uh, at homework and school, just trying to do it myself is a big one for me. I plug into that. I try to just self through it, um, just get it done, just do it. Another big one for me, something else that I plug into instead of Jesus' activity, always being on the go. Um, I've always loved athletics and sports. Most of you here, if I've talked your ear off about disc golf, I'm sorry, but that's, that's the, the new thing this past year that I've gotten into. Um, being busy, sports, again, I'm not saying that these are bad things, but if personally I'm plugging into them more than Jesus, it's going to hurt me. It's going to drain me of life. Social life is another big one for me. Tend, tend to be extroverted. Um, being with people all the time, plugging into that relationships, Training, not life-giving all the time if that's all I'm doing. So I would try and try and try to remain deeply involved in the things that felt most important to me on a regular basis while my time of remaining with Jesus just kept getting pushed further and further into the margins. The reality was is that I found myself seeking life in things, like I've said, that don't offer it. But lately, there's been one thing that's been getting a lot of my time. Uh, kids, do you think you know where, where Mr. Justin's been spending a lot of his time? Want to take a guess? Are there th things, places that you maybe spend more of your time throughout the day?
All right, you ready? What's that? Video games. That's where I've been spending my time. Running to that. Plugging in. I've plugged into, I've abided in, and I've connected with video games over the last few months more than I should. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> but as the passage has shown, along with my personal experience, if I don't plug into Jesus on a regular basis, the things in this life will most assuredly drain me of my life. Stress, anxiety, those things aren't life. God didn't intend for those things to be for us. But that's the result, failing to remain. So again, daily life is found only, emphasized only, in regularly plugging in to Jesus, not the video games, not the activities, not the relationships. Again, that, not that those are bad things. I'm not saying that, that those are bad things, but we need to spend time with Jesus regularly. So realizing that I do not do a great job, as I said earlier, of remaining in Christ and understanding and believing that daily life is found only in regularly plugging into Jesus, personally, my response to what God has been working in my heart, and that's today's message is the result of that, my response in all of this is repentance. Not to continue in remaining in other things, but to repent. I've had to repent. To literally turn from my waywardness, a lack of remaining, and back to God, which is a place of remaining. So what does this look like practically? There are things that I need to stop plugging into so that I can start plugging into Jesus more regularly. So I can repent intellectually, but then there's action that needs to follow up. So I need to stop, again, plugging into things and plug more into Jesus more regularly. Here's some of those things that, that God has empowered me to do over the past few months uh, as, as he's been working this out in my own life. Um, getting into the Bible has been always difficult. I'm, I, most of my life, not much of a reader. Um, when I first came to Christ, I, I had an experience with, with the presence of God where he led me into the scriptures, and I was hungry. Um, and then over the last few years, I've been walking with Jesus for about 10 years, uh, it has somewhere fizzled out along the way. Not that I don't read the Bible at all over those years, but again, it's been lacking. Um, I have more consistent Bible rhythms. So at least daily, I'm having at least five to 10 minutes in the Word. Most days it's more, but that five to 10 minutes is enough to get momentum happening. It's enough to allow God to speak truth into my life rather than allowing my circumstances to be the things that are dictating how I'm feeling. If you want to talk more about it after, what getting into the Bible looks like, you could see me. Um, I could tell you personally, I could share uh, some people with you that I know that are in the Bible regularly. There's a lot of different techniques. That's not what today's message is about, but that's where God's been leading me to get more into his word. 
I've gotten back into journaling. Journaling is something that I've done over the last 10 years on and off. Uh, it's, it's been really helpful for me. I'll journal about my day. I'll, I'll write prayers down if it's weird for me to pray out loud. Um, I'll journal things down. I'll reflect through my writing. I've been getting back to that. Sometimes I'll do that alongside of reading the scriptures. You know, I'll, I'll read and then I'll have a question, so I'll write that. And I'm having internal dialogue with Jesus. And then quiet time is another thing. That one's really, really tough for me, uh, to sit still. Uh, is it difficult for anybody else to sit still? You could ask my wife. This is really true. I'll, I'll go to, to my space in the house to go and be quiet, and within two minutes, I'll be back, and I'll be cleaning something up or, or hanging a picture on the wall. I think I'm a little ADHD, um, but it's really difficult. However, the times that I have pushed past my feelings or my nature to not want to do that, I've experienced more peace. If I could get past a little hump of discomfort. So the result of God working these things out in my life, time in the word, quiet time, journaling, the result has been I'm less anxious. I have more hope. I don't feel as hopeless with the circumstances. Life is hard. Can I just say that? Life is really hard. Life is really, even if you stay home, just the internal stuff that we deal with, it's hard. It's a bombardment. Life is hard. I have more hope. I have more peace. There's more power flowing through me because I'm plugging in, remember? This next part's really important. I don't want you to miss this. So as good as, as, good as it is to repent, to repent, to stop certain things, to start other things, something happens after repenting, turning from uh, habits of failing to remain and pursuing hard after God, I still do get tempted to run back and to plug into those other things. That happens. That does happen. Even after being this knowledge being revealed and having this truth, it still happens. I get tempted to go to those other things. Life gets easier, and then I find myself drifting again. The Bible says that no one seeks after God. Our nature is not to pursue after God, is not to remain. That's our nature. I go to God when I feel needy, but then when he fills me up, I forget I need him. Repentance, so repentance for me, it's not only a one-time thing, but as often as I find myself starting to drift, I cry out to God and I pray that he will correct my waywardness as soon as I recognize it. If it's hard for you to recognize it, I would surround yourself with godly men and women. They'll recognize it. They'll help you. So I know I'm not alone. Thank you for your participation today. I, I, you, you have made it clear that I'm not alone in my thoughts and my feelings in this past year personal account of my story that I shared today is, is somewhat unique in, in, in many aspects, but the roots underneath my story are the same as the roots that are underneath your stories. Over the course of the last year, uh, we've all experienced, as you've already shared with me, the complexities of life. 
work pressure, school pressure, relational pressure, sin pressure, and the list goes on and on and on. Pressure, 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 pressure. The result of these things, inwardly speaking, is again, stress, anxiety, worry, fear, disengagement, discouragement. And if we're honest, too often we are trusting and remaining, depending, relying on other things to get us through and provide life instead of Jesus. I've seen the heads going up and down, so I know you agree with this statement already. Other things have gotten our time and attention. So it's not just the people of the Bible that struggle to remain in Jesus. It's not just Justin that struggles to remain. It's you guys, too, that struggle to remain in Jesus. And because of this, just as God has called me to repentance, I believe that he is also calling you to repentance this morning. Just as God has called me to repentance, I believe he is also calling you to repentance. So at this point, I'm going to go through a few different groups of people as we're coming to the end of our time together. Uh, And what I believe that could be some next steps for you, okay? So if you've been listening today and you're someone that, that doesn't know Jesus, maybe you're seeking, maybe you're skeptical about the things of faith, to remain in him is not something that you can continually do if you're not connected to him yet. Okay? Here, if you're interested, is how you would get connected. The Bible declares that all have sinned and have failed at perfection, which is God's requirement. It's actually, if you didn't know that, it's for us to be perfect, as he is perfect. So I would encourage you to recognize that you're not perfect. Recognize your sinful nature, as as the, the church would say. Trust and believe that the perfect son of God, the Jesus that we talk about at church, died in your place and that Jesus is God's only plan for your salvation. Repent of your rebelliousness and your waywardness from God. Turn from your sin and trust in Jesus. That's how you get connected. You can't remain in something that you're not connected to yet. Here's my next group. If you think that you're in Christ, but today you don't feel the need to be plugged in, could it maybe be because you've never belonged to Jesus in the first place? Oh, I broke it. Sorry. Verse 6 says this, back to, the, back to the passage. Can you bring up the passage again, please? I won't touch it. Sorry. Verse 6 says this. Remember, this is for those of you that, that don't feel a need to plug in. Maybe you th- think you're in Jesus, but maybe you're not. Verse 6 says, If you do not remain in me, you like a branch that is thrown away and withers, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. So I would encourage you this morning to really ask God to search your heart. To help you either to make a decision to truly and genuinely trust in Jesus for the first time. Or for him to give you a real desire to remain in him. 
That would be my hope for you this morning. And then the last group of people, like myself, if you know Jesus, if you know that you should be plugging in more regularly to Jesus, but you keep drifting, you've been living for yourself once again, remaining in other things, profession, self-improvement apart from God, focusing on other passions and hobbies, God is calling you today to repent of the ways in which you have let yourself wander into other loves. Turn back to him. He is faithful to forgive you a million times over. And then you'll what? Verse 5. Can you pull that up? Here it is. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Fruit is an image of life. Okay, if something has fruit, we know that there's life. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Turn back to him. As I was preparing this morning uh, for our time together today, there was, there was one last word that, that the Lord put on my heart that I wanted to share with you. I think it's really important. When we talk about repentance, um, I don't know about you, but I can almost go to the extreme and feel really bad and then do nothing. Has anybody ever been there? Am I alone? Almost like shame. Repentance isn't the same thing. Okay? Repentance is something that should motivate us to turn from destructive behavior to a loving God that wants to help us, save us, fill us. Okay? So I believe what he's saying to all of us this morning is he's not mad at you. Can I say that again? He's not mad at you. If you've failed this past year just being with Jesus and you've given other things time and attention, he's not mad at you. He loves you. It's precisely why he gave his one and only son, Jesus. It's because you're valuable to him. He's not mad at you. So turn back to him. So at this time, I'd like to invite Mandy to come down. Um, she's going to lead us in a, uh, a reflection time. And I'm just going to set this up for you, Okay. Mandy's going to be down here. We're going to have a song. I'm going to leave one last final slide up on the screen uh, as some food for thought during the reflection time. If God's already doing something in your heart, don't pay attention to the screen. Pay attention to God. Okay? If you're not sure if he's up to something, then read what I'm going to have on the screen. Okay? And I would encourage you to listen in and to lean in Ah, to this reflection time. Oh, can you put that last slide up? So here it is. Um, and just take some time with the Lord. Thank you.